It's Friday, August 21st. I'm Stephen Fee, and this is an encore episode of The Pen Pod, a podcast from Pen America. On this edition, Poetry as the Natural Prayer of the Human Soul, we talk to poet Carolyn Forche about her first collection of poems in nearly two decades. That's ahead on this encore edition of The Pen Pod. While we're on hiatus until after Labor Day, we're taking this opportunity to re-up some of our most popular episodes. Here's our interview from April 29th with Carolyn Forche. Poet and activist Carolyn Forche coined the term poetry of witness. She's known for her bracing work that combines the political and the personal, as Joyce Carol Oates has written. A translator and a memoirist, she was scheduled to read from her first new poetry collection in 17 years at a PEN America event. That event was unfortunately canceled due to the coronavirus, but we're lucky to have her join us now on the podcast. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Stephen. Thank you for having me. Of course. So before we dive in at this moment of shelter in place and hunkering down, uh, where are you calling from? I'm just outside of Washington, D.C. in Maryland, very close to the Potomac River. Well, you know, I've asked a lot of our writers this. Um, do you find the solitude of this moment particularly conducive to your work? Or do you find it sort of uh, tension filled just because of the crisis? It's not conducive to work. Um, I, I thought it might be. I thought, well, now I'm going to be able to write and, you know, get off the road. But I feel an uneasiness, a constant mm -hmm. low hum of worry and concern. And, you know, one wakes up wishing that it had been a dream, that it will be all over somehow. But uh, I, don't, I don't think I can really write under these circumstances. And I admire those who can. Yeah, so do I. I want to. I want to ask you about this um, new collection in the lateness of the world. Um, it, it's your your first new poetry book in in almost two decades. Tell tell me about it. Well, the title comes from a Robert Duncan poem that's titled "Poetry: A Natural Thing," and it has the lines: "The poem feeds upon thought, feeling, impulse to breed itself, a spiritual urgency at the dark ladders leaping." This beauty is an inner persistence toward the source, striving against down rushet of the river, a call we heard and answer in the lateness of the world. So I think my collection, uh, written over a period of 17 years, um, it's, it's about that urgency, that spiritual urgency. If I could say that it, if I could summarize it in any way, um, it's, a, it's a book about bridges and migrations and journeys. It has a number of elegies. Uh, there are a lot of birds in the book, not only the bird on the cover, which I believe is a crane, but there's also doves and egrets and kittiwake and oyster catchers. The poems seem to be, I noticed as I was moving them around to build the collection and taking poems out and including poems, that they were whispering to each other, that even though it wasn't a book length subject, they had correspondences and echoes and they seemed to be in conversation. And that had to do with, with I think, um, survival, mourning, uh, a, a kind of tranquility of the spirit. So it's difficult to describe the book in, mm. in, 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 in summary. 
Yeah. Well, I, I wonder, though, these themes, especially migration and movement, tranquility of the soul. I mean, looking back, obviously, no one could have predicted the situation we all find ourselves in today. Do you find it different to go back and read some of this work or read how this work fits together now that we're in this moment of being locked down and, and being restricted and, and perhaps being you know existentially concerned? I think the book is haunting in a way. I was uh, when I read it again, after read through it, after this ep- pandemic began, I realized that somehow these poems had been written toward this for a long time. When I read them in light of the pandemic, they take on a different light. There's a different tone that they seem to be speaking on their own towards something that we're experiencing yeah. all I, I, over the world, all of us. Yeah, I, I was talking to a writer the other day who said that she has increasingly been turning to poetry um, as as her reading material right now. You know, what do you think it is? Uh, why, why do you think it is that people are, are turning to poetry these days? Well, poetry, people say it's the natural prayer of the human soul. Bertolt Brecht said, in the dark times, will there also be singing? Yes, there will be singing about the dark times. And I think people have always turned to poetry in moments of extremity. Um, and because poetry arises, it's deeply sourced, it's memorable, it's musical, and it offers to us awareness. Yeah. You know, I realize it's also leaning on the lazy interviewer question, but I want to ask you about this concept of poetry of witness and whether you think that that resonates more now than it has before. Poetry of witness is written under the impress of extremity. And as we're all experiencing extremity now, I think all writing is writing of witness in our moment, all over the world, in fact. Uh, I think of it as... um, is writing in the light of conscience, as Marina Svetaevia would say, the Russian poet. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the past, I collected these poems and studied them for what they reveal about human consciousness in dark times. We're in dark times now. So I, I think it's possible that we'll read the work written in the next year or so in light of what is happening to all of us at once. Yeah, it's such a rare moment to have this formative experience happening to basically everyone around the world. Yes, I I can't think of another time when that would actually have been the case. I I was trying to think about that um, because even our world wars didn't weren't fought in every nation, and mm-hmm. so there's something that's binding humanity together as humanity, as as a, the collectivity of the species. And it's something that's challenged all of us on Earth at once. What are you reading now that's either distracting you or inspiring you uh, at this moment? Well, I have um, a collection of poems edited by our poet laureate, Joy Harjo. It's It's an advanced copy, and it's titled When the Light of the World Was Subdued. Our songs came through, and it's an anthology of, of Native American nations poetry. I'm also reading post-colonial love poem by Natalie Diaz, and a lovely novel titled The Mountains Sing by Nguyen Phan Mai, which is about four generations of the Tron family living through the war in Vietnam. And it's she's also a poet, so the novel is beautifully lyrical. 
and it's compelling and moving. And I love being absorbed in a novel like that. And would you mind, could we do a quick reading? Yes, let's do a reading. Um, uh, may I read the opening poem, The Museum of Stones? Or... Please do. Okay. Museum of Stones. These are your stones, assembled in matchbox and tin, collected from roadside, culvert and viaduct, battlefield, threshing floor, basilica abattoir, stones loosened by tanks in the streets, from a city whose earliest map was drawn in ink on linen, schoolyard stones in the hand of a corpse, pebble from Baudelaire's wee, stone of the mind within us, carried from one silence to another, Stone of Cromlech and Cairn, schist and shale, hornblende, agate, marble, millstones, ruins of choirs and shipyards, chalk, marl, mudstone from temples and tombs. Stone from the silvery grass near the scaffold. Stone from the tunnel lined with bones. Lava of a city's entombment. Stones chipped from lighthouse cell wall, scriptorium, paving stones from the hands of those who rose against the army, stones where the bells had fallen, where the bridges were blown, those that had flown through windows, weighted petitions, feldspar, rose courts, blue schist, nice and chart, fragments of an abbey at dusk, sandstone toe of a Buddha mortared at Bamyan. Stone from the hill of three crosses and a crypt. From a chimney where storks cried like human children. Stones newly fallen from stars. A stillness of stones, a heart. Altar and boundary stone, marker and vessel. First cast, load and hail. Bridge stones and others to pave and shut up with. Stone apple, stone basil, beechberry, stone break concretion of the body, as blind, as cold, as death, all earth a quarry, all life a labor, stone-faced, stone-drunk with hope that this assemblage of rubble taken together would become a shrine or holy place, an ossuary immovable and sacred, like the stone that marked the path of the sun as it entered the human dawn. Thanks for tuning in to this encore episode of The Pen Pod. We'll be back with new episodes September 8th. I'm Stephen Fee for Pen America. This is The Pen Pod. See you then.